the Uso Penitentiary. Let's get it Bit of the bubbly. The Monday night Messiah. For the love of God, stay away from the different dogs. Move to the music, play music. Move it to the music. Gentlemen, welcome back to the DWI Podcast. My name is PC Tony. I am your commissioner and the commissioner of the United States of the Americas. And I am joined, as always, by the other half of the world's greatest tag team never. It's him. It's his him. He's a scientist. That's DPP. What up? Scrap it, PC Tony. Oh, it's Friday. And I would love to bring in our favorite, the, the backbone of our show, the mastermind of the backbone of our show for the last couple months, because it's really been hard to talk about wrestling. So let's bring him in, none other than the trivia master himself. He's funky and oh so fresh. It's the phenomenal AJ Belaz. I might have to start calling myself the brain now. The brain, that's what I was thinking. Oh boy. Mm, we we, we got the scientist, now we got the brain, and the, and the commissioner. I'm, yeah, I'm definitely not pinky. <laughs> well, you at least, well, but you well, have two pinkies. As far as I remember, there you go. Yeah. Well, we're going to do the same thing that we do every week, isn't that right, Tony? Yeah, I'm gonna get pissed off at you for some stupid fucking trivia. <laughs> I, I might have to start getting pissed off for trivia too now. It's really starting. It's really starting to show off how much I really don't know about anything non WWE <laughs> or WWF, like. <laughs> Anything from 89 to 95, I could tell you, I think. But then anything else, I'm fucked. Before we get going today, <laughs> we just talked about this off the air. DP, why don't you tell everybody what's going to be happening on A Winner Is You. There's a very interesting Netflix series coming up that starts uh, this, this next Wednesday. Yeah, starting up on the 19th, uh, there's a there's a new kind of docu-series coming out called uh, High Score. Uh, which looks really interesting. It's gotten some pretty awesome reviews already uh, for people that have been able to see it. Um, it's basically going to kind of chronicle the like almost 80s, like 70s, 80s, 90s of, of video games, kind of starting back from the arcades of when arcades were a big thing and then when Atari kind of came to be and, and the ups and downs there into Nintendo and into the you know kind of Sega and everything of that era. Um, and they're going to do kind of some, you know, they're going to see some old footage, some, you know, interviews, all sorts of different things, kind of some behind the scenes type of stuff as well. Um, you know, similar in a sense to what you've seen on some other ones, like, you know, like King of Kong and uh, Indie Game, I think was another one, um, you know, like that, but but a little more um, not specific to a game or a story, like a whole, the whole generation of or evolution, I guess, of video games. And they're doing it in kind of a six-part, I think it's about four and a half hours long, so it's not a big, long thing, but it's going to be broken out into six different episodes. And so a winner is you has decided we're going to kind of take a page from Three Man Weave and, and our boy PC Tunny there, and we're going to do a, uh, a review of each one of those episodes kind of each week on a winner is you here as it starts. So next week will be... You know, the first episode, which I think is called Boomer Bust, talking a little bit about Atari 
and like the Pac-Man and Space Invaders kind of boom, and then E.T. and that big bust that happened there, and, and you know, I'm not sure what else is going to be there. We just saw a low preview, so pretty exciting stuff. So if you're, you know, if you're an interested gamer and, and, and enjoy that kind of that nostalgia, and we're part of that era and, and know um, what they're going to be talking about, it, it's going to be a lot of fun. Make sure you go check it out on Netflix and then tune in to A Winner's You as we review each episode once a week. Yeah, check out A Winner Is You, check out Three Man Weave, Bandwagon Nerds, uh, that's sports and, and comic book and nerd culture and more pop culture, movies, etc., etc., entertainment side from thechairshot.com. So make sure you head your ass on over to prowrestlingtees.com forward slash thechairshot. Bunch of cool designs, uh, new designs, designs, that's what when I put new and designs together, I say designs. So you got a bunch of designs over there, uh, Ganderson. Sorry, this felt like appropriate to say that. <laughs> ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot. Go make yourself look, look more aesthetically pleasing. I need to drink a little bit more beer. I haven't drank yet. That's maybe why I can't talk. Mm. Yeah, I'd like to tell you what I'm drinking. So let's play What You Drinking. Drink it in, man. Fuck you, I'm drunk. Fuck you, I'm drunk for my beer. Shout out to the working man. I got Steve Austin's Broken Skull IPA once again. Hell yeah. As far as, as far as wrestling and talking about it, there ain't shit. So I figured we'd reach into the grab bag and play every bit that we have. Uh, AJ, what you drinking? Well, as you can also see, I'm wearing my Flyers jersey, and they got annihilated. Annihilated by the Canadians today. So I'm already halfway done the basic as the good old Jack Daniels honey and Coke. You guys are down 2-0, aren't you? No, tied 1-1. One, one. Oh, you they, won the first but, one. Yeah, that's what happened yeah. to Dan and I's lightning as well. Yeah, we it, bro, annihilated 5-0 today. Ooh, that's a rough one. All right, DP, I see you're over there in the mixology station. What What are you coming up with? Oh, you can hear us, but you can't. Yeah, that's kind of distant. We'll talk to you when you get back. That's fine. But... Oh, you just make your drink over there, guys. <laughs> you abandon the show <laughs> you relax mix yeah, it up a little aj dp and i are in a hockey pick'em pool with uh eight okay. guys it was the snake draft everybody got two teams we had the third pick third pick yes so we took the lightning um over the flyers and then we, we ended up with the flyers yeah i didn't want that flyers sorry we ended up with one of my it's one of my closet favorite teams the all right. I got the coyotes. Well, I got the coyotes and, coyotes and the, and the, and the, the lightning. The, 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 the closet so. team for me is the uh, Cincinnati or not Cincinnati. Fuck the uh, St. Louis Blues. Oh, the Blues. Oh, okay. the Blues. There you go. I, I like. I was always a big Blues fan. I'm trying to see if uh, Arizona lost again today. That's great. Okay. Anyway, so, so yeah. With that being said, what you drinking, DP? <laughs> oh yeah. So I got the. Uh, a Stoli's uh, crushed uh, vodka. It's a kind of a mango with a blend of mango, and then uh, just some Sprite on top of it. And it's actually uh, pretty damn good. Stumbled upon the Stoli's crushed. Man, where were we? I don't know if it was at Meyer. 
Um, but we gave it a shot, and it's actually pretty darn good. So. Oh no, we went to autos. We went to autos. Pick that up. Yeah. There you go. All right. Started. Uh, I started early today, even though I was working. <laughs> <clears throat> working. <coughs> cough, cough. <laughs> it was. Uh, it was one of those good days because. I mean, I guess it's a good day if, you know, depending, but I had a, we had our mid-year reviews, and so we decided to do them in person since we can't go anywhere, but, you know, it was like, I haven't seen each other in about six months, let's do an in-person one. So we were like, okay, so we met up, had some lunch, and that uh, <laughs> that mid-year review started at 11 and ended at 2, <laughs> and so, uh -huh. and then the drive home, and yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And so here we are. And and so here we are. <laughs> here we are. This is not and drink that's number two. <laughs> that's uh. another edition of how deep he goes to work and he's drinking. <laughs> All right, folks. Here it comes. Let's let everybody know what's happening this week on the podcast known as DWI. Get your ears ready. Well, well we're waiting. Well, it's the big show. Sheet. Oh my god, they're going into like convulsions over this shit now. Angelic, I mean angelic, simply angelic. <laughs> Alright folks, this week on the podcast known as DWI, WWE's uh, setting up shop down the road. They are going to a little bit bigger place, we're going to talk about that. Randy Orton must have been inspired by... <laughs> Come on. Randy Orton must have been inspired by Pat McAfee. <laughs> Sorry. I just, I was just <laughs> thinking about when Cole was on his show. It makes me laugh all the time. Unfortunately, Flair's head was the football. We're actually going to talk some AEW this week. We're going to get into some funky fresh trivia. And a last call about the third fight of a very awesome trilogy coming up tomorrow in the UFC. DBP, ring the bell. All right, WWE is uh, packing up shop, and well, not packing up shop, but they're going to take some of their stuff with them and head on over to the Amway Center. Bigger venue, uh, more LED boards, DP was saying, so it sounds like you're going to get more of a pay-per-view, more of a live TV feel from just being inside of the, uh, you know, the, the performance center. And to be honest with you, it, it should help the performance center feel a little bit more special like it used to. So instead of seeing the performance center three nights a week, you likely still see it once. I'd like to see them keep NXT there for sure, but I can see them. I can see Raw, uh, Takeover, SmackDown, SummerSlam, obviously, all, all at the Amway Center. What are you guys' thoughts on them moving on down the road, picking up, you know, moving to a bigger place? AJ? I mean, I absolutely love it. Like you said, it'll give them more of a pay-per-view feel because uh, I believe since it's the Wizards that play it, or not the Wizards, the Magic that play there. The magic. And that's funny because wizards do magic, so you weren't far off. That's why I was thinking, sorry, it's... it's Ring that fucking bell. Fucking nerd in me. But, uh, yeah, so... Nerd! Nerd! Hey, I literally wasted my entire Tuesday and Wednesday playing Final Fantasy fourteen, so I'm proud to say that. Oh. But, uh... Nerd! <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, no, I um, I like the idea. It gives it more of the pay-per-view feel because 
granted they're going to be virtual fans, but they're still fans in the crowd, can still tune in with the cheers and boos if they if they do the heel face dynamic or anything like that. But actually moving along and doing this, I I like the idea. I, I definitely like it in the sense for you know the pay per views, you know the big events and stuff like that. Uh, Raw and SmackDown should be a little interesting. I do hope that they keep NXT at the Performance Center. I think that would be cool and keep that aesthetic and that that visual alive for NXT because they don't need to move them. That that's what they've always been doing anyway. So why make that move for those guys? I think that gives an opportunity to kind of split up the the talent and not have them all kind of in the same building. I don't know what this uh, revolution group is going to do because they can't break shit anymore. Um, so that's going to be interesting. They're going to actually have to do something and show off their faces since they don't know who's in that group already. Sorry, I went off on a tangent. Well, let's talk. <laughs> no, let's talk about that. I mean, there ain't shit to talk about really, or that shit that we're really fucking interested in. So, what are your thoughts on this group from the beginning of what's happened with the lights and fucking with the sound and things of that nature, and then coming out and kind of in a Nexus? style ruining stuff but staying hidden it looks like there's at least one female in the group um or or that dude's got some really nice tits either way uh ring the bell <laughs> this is, this is i love boobies we let it all hang out yeah i like boobies <laughs> hey march hey march guess how many boobs i seen today 15 guess how many boobs i saw today march 15 15 that's the ultimate drunk 15. 15. <laughs> Shout out to Disney Plus, too, man. Uh, if you have Disney Plus, it's great because the Simpsons collection is on there. I mean, all the seasons are on there, but they also have it broken up into some collections, too. Uh, the sports, uh, predicting the future, Simpsons Rock, and Simpsons Travel. So if you, you want to see them go somewhere else, you want to see them play sports, you want to watch Homer at Hullabalooza get shot in the gut with a you know a, a big cannonball. cannonball and every everybody steal uh, everything out of Peter Frampton's cooler. It's it's one of the fucking best episodes. <laughs> Goddamn Sonic Youth. God. Yeah. <laughs> so oh, shout God. out to Disney Plus and while we were on the Simpsons there, but let's get yeah. back to what's Whoa, been going on. Look get at your those thoughts on these groups. Sorry. Gumbo. Right, one more. <laughs> Jesse Larue, Bussy Saint Clair, Hootie McBoob. <laughs> Uh, fantastic. All right, AJ, you're <sighs> shaking your head. Talk some wrestling. What are your thoughts on this new group and the destruction they've been causing? So, I like it and I don't like it. I like it because it's it's something a little different. It's chaotic. You know, we can't call the group chaos. I think New Japan kind of has a hold on that one. But uh, I I like the whole destruction and trying to screw with things aspects and try to make it different and it seems. You know, we haven't seen this since the Nexus, like you said. The thing that I hate, though, is whenever they cut to the, um... <laughs> if people don't know, uh, DP showing us he can't. The rare scene, Coleco. <laughs> but, um, the one thing that I don't like is whenever they cut to, like, maybe during a commercial break they did something, like the whole, I think it was either SmackDown or Raw, one of the two, I don't remember... But one of them threw a brick through the performance center window, and they were just goofily happy, like, "Yeah, we did it! Yeah, let's go break another one!" Like, I, I forgot that I was 16 at a point, and that was actually enjoyable. But I'm not anymore. <laughs> so it 
it, it, it's very hit or miss with me. Some of the things I do like, but other things like throwing a brick through sugar glass and acting like a 16-year-old discovered fire for the first time. Yeah. That's, like, that's just too hokey. I like that that was the same glass that uh, I don't remember which one of the Street Profits and the Viking Raiders crashed through when they were fighting outside. That was the same glass window. <laughs> and you could tell because it wasn't tinted like the other ones. <laughs> yeah. but Folks, I got to oh. stop the show right now. If you have an opportunity to turn on ESPN or go to their YouTube or their website and check oh, out Christ. the top 10 from today, there is a pit crew member who's holding a jack as his car is coming into the pit, and another car who's in the spot in front of him comes sliding up around as he's about to and go around the car. And he does perfect vertical. Perfect right. vertical over the he, car. Holding the tire, the car jack, he jumps all the way up over the hood of his own car so as not to go around and get hit by the incoming car. I what? mean, I, I'm not yeah, stopping I, I, I think it's number three. Nothing. It was number two. It was yeah. pretty sweet. So go check that out. I'm sorry. Continue on. <laughs> no, you, I, th- wow. I think we're done with that. But wow. Yeah. No. Sh- shout out to uh, the Jackman for Ryan Newman's crew, I guess. Okay. There you go. <laughs> shout out to the Jackman. <laughs> you have sports on as well right now, AJ? I saw it uh, earlier when I had it on. Oh. Okay. When they were okay. doing the top yeah. ten. Yeah. Gotcha. I, you know, I... I like the idea of what they're trying to do, and it seems like it's trying to be a Nexus, you know, type of group. Uh, but they're taking it into the, you know, more of the destruction side where Nexus was kind of beating people up. They they destroyed the, you know, around the ring and stuff like that. These guys are, you know, actually destroying property and, and shit like that, which, okay, fine. You know, and suspend your, suspend your realism because if this was anything else you wouldn't show this on television you wouldn't want to show a group that's destroying your facility um but fine whatever okay um the idea of the lights flickering and all that because of it but continuing to flicker is the weird thing because you think they would have fixed that generator or whatever that was that they destroyed the first week but okay um what what kills me is that they tried to make this promise like, oh, we're going to introduce this new faction. Um, but they basically had no plan, no idea. They didn't even, they don't, they still don't even know who's going to be in the group. You know, it's just been random people right now, basically. And, you know, I've heard the one that they did on SmackDown when one of the guys was yelling and everybody's like, that was Leo Rush. That That's Leo Rush. And everybody's like, well, he was let go. And they're like, it's absolutely 100% Leo Rush. And it's like, they probably brought him back just to do this. But he's not, you know, none of these people are probably going to be part of the group. And it's like, well, this is, I don't know. It's the whole, it's kind of the bait and switch almost or the spicy meatball. You know, hey, we're going to, we're going to give you this. We're going to give you this, but we're not going to pay it off. And I, that shit kind of just does not sit well with me. Well, I think at some point you're going to have to pay this off and find out who these people are. That was kind of my next question to this whole, that's my next question to this whole thing is I would imagine that the people that are out there are going to have to be the people. Like, you, you can't just bring in a whole different shapes and size of people and then compare it back and look and go, oh, that was the same person. I can clearly tell it wasn't. Like, if there isn't this woman that I clearly could recognize from the last time in this group, then, yeah, I'm going to be really disappointed. But take that all out of context. Who do you want to be in this group? Do you want there to be known people? Do you want it to be like a Leo Rush? Do you want it to be new people? Like, obviously, known can be two different ways. Known within WWE known from outside of WWE, right? I think there's got to be a good mix there. 
There's got to be one established person. If that's Leo Rush, fine, right? I'm all for that because that guy can talk a blue streak. He can work in the ring. I think he's really, really good. I don't think he got – I wouldn't say a fair shake, but I don't think he got the right booking for him when he was around, okay? How do you guys feel about that kind of happening and, and, and how they're going to project and move this forward with the different people inside of the group? Oh, I'm I'm on that, that same train. It's It's got to be – you know, something with an established person leading the leading the charge, somebody that you know. Maybe it doesn't necessarily have to be established on the main roster, you know, like a Randy Orton or anything, but you know, like almost to the point of evolution where you had Triple H kinda as as your mainstay and then you brought up Batista and Randy Orton as the, the young guys, you know, and build them up. Um, you know. Or what they tried to do with um man, what was the what was the other Randy Orton group that didn't work out with um Ted DiBiase Jr. and Legacy, Legacy, um, what you know, something like that. You know, I, you know, I've heard rumors that people think Tommaso Ciampa is one of the guys in this group, and if he's the leader of it, I think that'd be pretty cool. I'm, I'm cool with that. I think he'd be awesome, as you know, especially when it comes to that kind of destruction and, and chaos type of person. He's, he's great at that. I think he'd be really good in that role. I think he could lead. I think he could lead a group. He's definitely a guy that's you know well known and over really well in NXT and everywhere else he's been. I I would love something like that. I would love a younger group, you know maybe one you know if they have to do it, but I they don't have to if it's a guy like Tommaso Ciampa or somebody that's already established in NXT. You know you can totally have him carry the load and bring up, you know some younger guys and get them over or whatever. As, and I, I think that's factions are a great way to do that because you can have the you know the the numbers game and you have a tag team as a t- as a group and you have a guy that's going for the world title and then you have a guy that's going for the mid card title and having factions are always just a great way to get guys over. I, I thought they were going to bring up undisputed era with this, but you know it doesn't look to be the case and that's okay. But I re- I just I always hope they do it right and at least bring in guys that can get the job done and help get over. And, and they do need, you know, new talent. And I know they're trying to promote some new guys and things like that, but it's, it's hard when they do it like this because you don't know who's part of this group and you, it's hard to get excited for it until you start to get these guys out there and get their faces and get them developed. And I love the idea of having some women in a faction because that's something that they don't ever do. You know, it's always like a group of guys and that's it. Well, you don't need to do that. Put a put a woman in there, and that can totally help the women's division and help her get over and get some kind of you know cross gender type of stuff going on. Which it's not that they don't put women in factions; they just don't mix the two together, right? I mean, we've had the Riot Squad and things of that nature. I mean, sure, sure Sasha sure. and Bailey are together, right? You could consider that it's not a faction unless there's three people, but at the same time, they're taking over all the gold and everything else. So, I agree with you; they they haven't mixed it. You know, right. and I don't see it being half and half here. How many people were out there? Four, five, five, I five, think? I believe. Yeah, I think it's so five. I, I could, I could see it being four and one, maybe three and two. I, I know there was at least one woman out there, like I said. Yeah, yeah, and I believe it was rumored to be Chelsea Green. I think was this the stand-in, but we don't know. Yeah, I, I but, love uh, it. If they could do like, yeah, they could do five with you know three men and two women, and because two women could do tag teams or singles. You know, and then kind of, you know, bring all those options into a faction would be awesome. Yeah. AJ, last thoughts here before we take a break and come right back and talk a little more WWE? 
I mean, I I completely agree with the whole we need someone established as the leader. Chump is a pretty good, you know, chaotic leader that we could probably have that everyone loves. And then it it could it it doesn't necessarily have to be just like people from that are new on the roster or anything like that. It could be like disgruntled people from NXT just ruining Raw and SmackDown so NXT looks better. So you might have people from, you know, the Performance Center who's training but are kind of known that actually know how to wrestle or, or stuff like that, and Ciampa just teaches them, like, hey, just fuck shit up. That's all we really need to do. There you have it, folks. Fuck shit up. We'll be right back. <laughs> Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Sierra Hotel. India. Echo. Lima. Delta. Shield. Hey folks, listen up, PC Tony here. Thanks to our new partnership with Angry Lemonade, you can save 10% on physical products and digital commissions using the promo code CHAIRSHOT. Head to angrylemonade.net to check out their amazing catalog of products and services. Use the promo code CHAIRSHOT to save 10%. That's angrylemonade.net. Pins, stickers, illustrations. Angrylemonade.net. This is my yard now. TheChairShot.com. Always. Use your head. Pat McAfee's known for being the punter and the punter in the storylines, but it sounds like, it looks like Randy Orton got a little jelly and said, hey, I got a good boot. And he decided to take it to Flair. Were you guys surprised at all? Because I kind of seen this coming from the beginning. You know, Orton is not going to ever be aligned with anybody for other than his own purpose to kind of start a storyline and kind of help him out, whether you think about it from behind the scenes and what they're planning or for how the storyline is going to play out. So I wasn't surprised. What are you guys' thoughts and reaction? It, it, to me, it just seems like it makes him even more of a heel. Oh, yeah, without a doubt, especially the things that he said to Flair, too. Like I know Flair probably gave him the nod backstage and everything, but out there when it was like, I'm the son you wish you had, where it's like, that could be a Reed dig. That could even be a David dig because of the WCW career that he failed to have. But it was perfectly done, and then going back with the, the stable that's creating chaos and everything, that was perfect where the lights go out. It's like, well, we know that he kicked him, but I thought that was perfect because it was the m most protection I think I've ever seen out of a punt. It didn't look – you didn't see if Randy actually punted him. It was assumed, but Flair didn't have to take a bump. He didn't, you know, get knocked into the head, and then out of nowhere he starts bleeding. He has to go back to the hospital. I think that was beautifully done. Just Well, yeah, why did, I mean, why I agree. Come out I agree 100%. They had to do that because Flair's not medically cleared to do anything but walk out to the ring. Yeah. Yeah. My only thing is, why didn't Drew come earlier? He knew where that oh. was going. Everyone knows Randy. Because baby faces don't need friends. Um, so, you know, <laughs> they never need help. And, yeah, I mean, I saw it coming, I guess. You know, I, don't, I still don't understand the point of the whole storyline. Why bother? You don't need to do that to Rick it's fine you don't need to do that to Rick Flair to be more of a heel Randy Orton's already a phenomenal heel and you don't need to push him over even more over the edge to do it I get what they were going for you know to get him even more heelish but 
Ric Flair is the kind of the tweener heel already anyway. He's he's a babyface heel, and, you know, people love to hate him, so it's like, how much extra are you really getting out of it? Uh, I'd say plenty. He just punted a guy who's literally on death's door. <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> you don't have the crowd to get it over anymore, so you just really kind of put these things in there, right? I mean... I. I... Maybe there's a couple people that were surprised, but at the same time, you still are disgusted by it if you give it your suspension of disbelief. Yeah. I suppose. Because I know all around social media, people are saying, like, Seth Rollins is the best heel. And I'm like, I don't know. That same day when people are like, Rollins, Rollins hit Dominic with the kendo stick multiple times with Murphy. Orton literally broke apart Rick Flair and then kicked him in the head because he could. I'm pretty sure that makes you the best heel. Actually breaking someone up and then you could probably hear the crowd saying F you to him. Yeah. Is that is okay, so you guys we all I mean, is Orton the best heel and right now as far as storyline goes, he's the number one heel in WWE. NXT included. Because I thought the carry on cross thing where they signed the contract and put it back in and it blew up in Keith Lee's face. I thought that was pretty cool. That was pretty good. I did like that. Yeah, that was nice. That was more of the one of one you you didn't see coming. So that was pretty cool. Yeah. I and you know, you can say the whole thing that when she put it in there and kissed it, it was heat time sensitive. So once she kissed it, it was going to go off once it got opened up. I don't know, you're a scientist. <laughs> <laughs> well, once it hits 124 degrees Kelvin, uh, you know, that's what it's got to, I don't know. what. This just then apparently Scarlet Bordeaux is Poison Ivy. <laughs> so, uh, off the cuff here, as we're kind of struggling through some topics and, you know, just kind of getting another show out here, we apologize. We thank you for listening. We really do. We're having fun. We hope you are, too. Have a drink. Have a drink on me. Cheers. Cheers to the working man. What are you guys' favorite storyline that's going on right now as we move into TakeOver and um, SummerSlam? I mean, for me, I think it is the Randy Orton-Drew McIntyre one because I'll I'll even – I know we're going to talk about it next week, but I'm going to put it out there right now. We're going to have a trilogy from Orton and McIntyre, and Orton's going to win the title at SummerSlam. McIntyre's going to win it back at uh, Payground Battleback, and (laughs) – (laughs) <laughs> and, then and then in September at whatever they're going to have Night of Champions I think it is or something like that I, I can see McIntyre getting the belt back to me I think that would be a phenomenal storyline to see McIntyre go through some adversity and prevail at the end of it and have, have a signature feud with a legit walking Hall of Famer you know that's still in the prime of his career so many years in I mean Randy Orton, if you put all things together with his body of work, is easily one of the greatest of all time. So that's my number one storyline going on in WWE right now. AJ, what do you got? I do really like the Orton and McIntyre story, but I think I kind of like the Bailey. If you're listening when this comes up, it already happened, but it's still Friday when we're recording. So the whole Bailey versus every single person she pissed off in a battle royal to determine the number one contender. I like that one more only because it's, yeah, you pissed off a lot of people. You're going to bite the bullet for this one. 
So who's winning that tonight? Uh, I don't think they announced who's in it. It, it. It's all three brands, though. That's the only... That's the issue there. Could be anyone from NXT. Who knows? It could be Rhea Ripley. Could be maybe Lacey Evans. Who knows? Or I'll maybe take, even Asuka to get her revenge. I'll take Shayna. That's, that's a pretty good one. DP, first of all, who's going to win that tonight? And then what's your favorite storyline going on as we move into the the ultra weekend of TakeOver and SummerSlam? Shayna's a good bet on that one. I kind of... I like the Rhea Ripley. I think, I think I'd like to see someone brand new debut that we don't even know. Yeah, I mean, there's got to be a couple women there that are free agents oh, that man. could really make a big impact. I'm sorry. No, they could definitely bring up somebody random too from NXT, just because they want to, you know, try and shake things up or bring some new people in. And like, like a Shotzi Blackheart would be awesome to see her come up and and do something cool. You know, Bianca Belair would be an awesome one because they haven't been doing a lot with her. You know, keeping her in the in the street profit storyline, um, but you know they could definitely do something there. I, I kind of like the odds of Rhea Ripley getting there because she's doesn't need to be in NXT anymore after the WrestleMania with Charlotte. They really can bring her up to the main roster and, and do something with her there. So I, I like her maybe being the one to to take Bailey down even and win and win this thing at SummerSlam. You know, kind of a surprise ish fashion and. Start the breakup. I'd go down on Bailey. I mean, I, what? Oh. What? <laughs> you want to play? Play with Nikki. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, sure. I, I Bailey, agree with Nikki. There's the bed's pretty big. It doesn't even have to be on the bed. Yeah, it would be, be more wherever. comfortable, but what wherever it's, there's it's more comfortable. Let's not lie. I mean, it, it, listen. If you've had sex in a bunch of different places, like all over your house, in public, car bark bench you know bathroom the bed is the best the bed's the best i mean that i'm sorry but you know i'm getting old i'm 40 now when it's done i don't want to be you know get stuck my knees stretched out and everything else i kind of just want to fall asleep slowly or i want to eat something that's usually all it is okay god damn it it's fucking slow wrestling week and the worst part is i agree with you (laughs) yeah No, I don't want to. I don't want to be in the sex hammock. I don't want to go out on the balcony. I, I, you know, the revolving door, the elevator. It's. You know, I don't need to do the dressing room at the department store anymore. You know, if you've been there, done that. It's just give me the bed, and then give me up some eggs and potatoes and a cigarette, and I'm going to bed. I'm done. That's it. I'm old. God, I'm feeling attacked. What are you doing? Well, and and that'll be for a new episode. Anyways, I know stop it. And that guy can't find a girlfriend. I'll never figure it out. Oh. You know, what can you do? What can you do? All right, folks, we'll be right back. We're, we're going to actually talk some AEW. This is your boy, Kenny Killer, telling you to make sure you check out thechairshop.com. Bringing you breaking news, interviews, podcasts galore, everything pro wrestling. Make sure you check it out, thechairshop.com. The stairway's the worst. Like Thechairshot.com. Always use your head. Gentlemen, a few new things happening over at AEW. Pre-show, the first thing we brought up is congratulations to Mike Yoda. He's got a job. He deserves it. If he wants to continue refing, he's probably one of the greatest refs of all time. Uh, Ref the Cody uh, Scorpio Sky match. Thought he did a decent job. 
I think the wrestlers are going to have to used to how he is, and he's going to have to go away from his WWE ways. He still is four count Mike to me because if you watch that match, it sounds like he counts to fucking four. He always slaps the ground when he goes down, and it's the first count. Anyway, you see Jericho trying to bribe him in the back. You guys thoughts uh, with another like. It, it's funny, it, it, like AEW is just like, well, I don't, we don't care if you've been WWE guy, come on over. I always slap the ground when I go down too. It's weird. <laughs> oh God, we're the ground, this. the ground is like the worst. Like, <laughs> man, it, especially if you're on top. Yeah, you, gotta, that you, shit. Gotta, you gotta get some little. Yeah, your knees are all fucked up. Now we know what uh, they feel like. You know, I mean, uh, what are you gonna do? It's brutal. What are we talking about? No, I like you. Good for him. Good for him. I know it's fine. He'll, he'll, the referee is referee. And, you know, it's more that the wrestlers have to get used to his style of, you know, counting and, you know, his cadence and and everything. And that's not, I don't think it's going to be a big deal. I think it's pretty awesome. And yeah, obviously AEW, I don't think anybody at this point has any care of where you came from or whatever. And it's, it's good. It's good on the other brands or the other companies to be able to get guys like this. Who Mike Kyoto is a great referee, one of the best, and you know it's I WWE's loss and and a lot of those cases for having to either having to or just wanting to get rid of people. And it's great for AEW and just like it is for Impact or anybody else who has been picking up a lot of these guys that have been let go. I mean, Kyoto had to have been at the top of the food chain as far as getting paid for the referees there. So WWE probably figured, do we really need him? To, I mean, kind of like Hebner went away and everything else. It's like at a certain point, it's like, you're not necessary. You're the ref, you know? AJ, what are your thoughts on, on the whole deal with Kyoto? No, I, I like Kyoto actually being an AEW. I mean, he, he's got a job again, so that, that makes me happy. And he can bring a he's- lot of experience. He's more valuable to AEW than he is to WWE. That's pretty much yeah. the bottom line. I just think they got to be careful with that stuff, though. I, like, not all referees are referees. There's some referees who do just a much better job of of selling and helping carry that story along. Uh, you know, they aren't as easy to find as I think a lot of people would think. And, and WWE, you know, it it can hurt a storyline when you have referees who are just idiots, like Teddy Long was when he was a referee, but. You know. Oh, come on, <laughs> Mike Kyoto is like the perfect third man in the thing. I I know everyone hates the the slap on the ground, and and I don't know about you, DP, but instead of slapping the ground, I like to go full uh, Marcus Corvon, Monty Brown, sniff the ropes, and then pounce first whenever I'm uh, doing something uh, a little more. But anyway, <laughs> uh, oh god, Ooh, here we go. But anyway, no, but Kyoto, like, I know four-count Kyoto. That's, that, it, it makes sense. But, again, he's adding emphasis where it's like, I have to get on the ground one, two, and it's extra. It's over the top. It actually brings more to the match if it's like a, like a slight two-count. Well, because I wasn't totally paying attention while watching the match. I was kind of getting ready to go play my game Wednesday. So I, I got it on, and, you know, first of all, I didn't think the match was long enough. But secondly... I'm watching the finish, and when he went two, I thought that was three, and then he went down again. I'm like, oh, it's four count. You got to pin him for a four count now, I guess. That's the new rules for the TNT title. It's four count. <laughs> three counts I are over. I think the biggest asset he will be is 
Aubrey Edwards is an up-and-coming star at referee and for AEW, and he can only help her further herself to becoming maybe the best referee in the industry. Yeah, it's always possible, especially when Hebner was there and now Kyoto's here. And like, you can get a lot of experience just from those two alone. So AEW said, you know what? We're completely content with our women's division and the championship women's division. <laughs> oh, my God. And they said, let's do a fucking women's tag team tournament. What the fuck are they thinking? What? For what? Is there? They have tag team titles. Do the women have tag team titles? No, I think it's no. a random trophy. No. The deadly, deadly tournament. I think it's called or tor- deadly draw. That's it. Is this their idea of how to get the women over and develop their storylines? They finally went. Okay, this is all shit. Let's think of something that we can start over with, create fresh storylines from. I mean, I, I don't, I don't know why else you would do it because. I, they have done a horrible job with everything they've been doing uh, on that side of the brand. Yeah, and they, they've only had they, they've had two matches, both randomly on YouTube. I think it was on a Monday, so it wasn't even Tuesday like Dark it usually is. But there was two matches for the first round. It was Allie and Brandy Rhodes defeating Penelope Ford and Mel. I don't really remember who Mel is off the top of my hand. I know who Mel and is. And then... Yeah, she she was supposed to be with Brandy Rhodes and Awesome Kong. Yeah, that's Melanie Cruz. Oh, that's not, right. They just they just decided not to do that anymore. They just got rid of that. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, Allie and Brandy. It's Rhodes. funny because Mel can wrestle. Actually, Melanie Cruz can fucking wrestle, and they don't even put her on AEW to wrestle in a good yeah. match. And then Penelope Cruz, the best fucking finisher in the game. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yeah, they they lost to Alien Plex. There it is. <laughs> yeah, and then the second match was uh, Anna J in Tainara Conti defeating uh, formerly known as Cameron and Nyla Rose. Which so once once again Nyla Rose loses, and you just kind of further devalue that world heavyweight championship, in my opinion. Yeah, it, and she's not even the champion anymore. It just made no sense as to why she lost at all right but. that's just that's your yeah poor storytelling or whatever because that's your you know you you build up you try and build up this dominant woman and or you try and build up her as you know give her the title and then you have her lose it right away it's like it devalues the title it devalues the talent as well you know it's the same kind of the same reason i don't like what they're doing with the championship too for just the men's as well when you have Moxley holding it now, which is fine, but if you have guys that you don't build up and just bring in, you know, talent and then just have feed them right to Moxley immediately, it's like you're kind of hurting what you're doing there. Not to get away from I think the women's my fa- division, but I think my favorite thing from AEW this week was MJF's uh, state of the whatever address against John Moxley, and he did part of the promo from laying on the ground. <laughs> it was excellent. That guy can talk a fucking blue streak. I want to go back to Cody, though. Cody has this entourage, and I think they're fucking mimicking entourage. I mean, Cody's obviously the movie star from Entourage. Arn Anderson is his E. Dustin Rhodes is Johnny Drama. And I'm sorry, QT Marshall, but you're fucking turtle, bro. You're fucking turtle. <laughs> Jesus. It makes sense. 
It really does. Oh, it does. It does. Uh, I mean, Dustin's the guy that used to be the, the very popular one. Aaron Anderson's giving him all the advice. And QT Marshall's just being dragged along because he's a friend of the group, apparently. I mean, shave yeah. your fucking head, bro. Yeah. Start making yourself useful. He's just the driver at this point. That's it. <laughs> Hey, weed. man, go buy my weed, okay? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, I don't know. I uh, It's fine. I do like the fact that they finally finished the TNT title as well, and it looks, looks really good. super nice. Uh, you know, took long enough, but it definitely looks a million times better than when they released it. AJ, once again, the, the man of reason, Give us your last thoughts on AEW in general here and how you're feeling about the company. AEW in general, I think it goes with the same things. They're doing amazing with the TNT title, bringing in different people, putting on good shows and matches. But come on, we need to fix the women's division so damn bad. And a tag team tournament's not going to help it. That that actually makes it look like you don't know what you're doing with the tag team di- or the women's division. Not even the tag team division, just the women's division. Because we had the uh, the tag team appreciation night with FTR, the Young Bucks, the Brain Busters, and the uh, Rock and Roll Express. And then we kind of showed FTR's true colors there, where it was like, no, we, we want to be ahead here. We're going to kick the shit out of people. Uh, last thing I'll say here is I need Omega and Paige to lose these fucking tag titles and have a few to their own. Uh, Fuck that- Yes! That's, that's really my last thoughts on AEW. DP, anything to add before we get to the meat and potatoes of this fucking show? What everybody's been dying for. Let's do it. Let's do it. All right, folks. We'll be right back. Why should you visit TheChairShot.com? TheChairShot.com is your home for hard-hitting reviews, news, opinion, and analysis. With attitude. Why? Because you're smarter than the average fan. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. Good thing Mike Kyoto wasn't calling there. Four. <laughs> Be the one, two, three, four kid. Uh, Anyways. As always, the weekly fun time that we have with Phenomenal Funky Facts. So, I will uh, let everyone now know that uh, since we are getting ever so closer to the SummerSlam pay-per-view, the two wrestling questions are going to be SummerSlam related. And the third one, like always, it's my opinion. It could be wrestling, it could be video games, it could be whatever the hell I want. That's the fun of this uh, entire bit. The third question can be whatever the fuck I want. Ah, uh, so, I do believe Tunny won last week. Shit. It's bullshit. So, uh, it's bullshit. Ah, uh, you're finally I'm tapping into Tunny. I'm not getting angry. <laughs> I'm not gonna get angry. <laughs> Just disappointed. So, so DP, <laughs> DP, you get to pick first. Door number one, door number two, or door number three. Uh, Ben Stein, I'll take door number one. Ben Stein, win Ben Stein's money. Bueller. Wow. Bueller. <laughs> Bueller. 
you. <laughs> All right, so it is the wrestling question. And like I said, they're going to be SummerSlam related. We're getting closer and closer by the by the minutes, seconds. So there are a few people that are undefeated at SummerSlam, but this is the best record for a male competitor at SummerSlam at six and zero. Who is it? And there'll be a bonus question afterward. Is it? Tunny says Edge. DP says HBK. HBK is not undefeated. HBK is not on there. Because remember, he lost to uh, Hulk Hogan. The whole selling like an octopus in the drying. But you're both wrong. Oh, it's total BX. Hulk Hogan at 6-0 at SummerSlam. But I did say that there's going to be a bonus question. All right, all right. So, the bonus question will still be on the guidelines of the best record, but who has the best record as a female at SummerSlam? Oh, boy. Undefeated, but it is the best. Well, wow, UFC 4 Virtual Fight Card video game looks fucking awesome, by the way. <laughs> Just came out today, UFC 4. Uh, well, Dan says Trish, Tunny says Charlotte, Charlotte. and Tunny is correct. Yeah. Charlotte has the best women's record at SummerSlam 4 and 0. Charlotte never loses at pay-per-views. I I thought it was I thought it was just best record or like not undefeated. That is the best. She's undefeated. Yeah, you know. I didn't know. Most wins. I didn't know there was an undefeated. Twenty-one and twenty-one and one is worse than four and zero. I I didn't realize it was there was an undefeated person. I thought that would have been easy because of Charlotte yeah. and winning everything uh, being on the. Th- 13 pay-per-view winning streak that she used to be on <laughs> until she lost at like Fastlane or some shit against Bailey. Yeah, they wasted that. All right. So, Tony, what door do you want? One or three? I'll take door number one. Didn't I take door number one? I think he took two. Whatever, yeah. you're taking the other one. I yeah. thought he took three. <laughs> I said four. I think I said four. Well, Kyoto said four. Sorry. Kyoto said Monty Hall, I'll take the other wrestling question. <laughs> Alright, fine. You said the other wrestling question. We'll have the other wrestling question. Who are the two men that competed in the worst SummerSlam main event? 
the worst SummerSlam main event? Totally an opinion question. I don't think that's an opinion question. I have no idea. They're all the fucking same to me. As far as events go, I mean, I don't know what oh the Oh my fuck god, I have no guess. Think about this. The worst, there was two men. Oh god. Nothing? I don't have an answer. Yeah. I don't have an answer. I, don't I got one. I got an answer, but I don't think it's. Res- yeah, it definitely wasn't a SummerSlam match. <laughs> DP? I got an Ultimate Warrior match? Uh, no. It could have been a Warrior. I was going to say Goldberg versus Triple H. <laughs> well, that was. That, that was a. That was an, uh, an elimination chamber. I don't think that was a SummerSlam match, though, yeah. Alright, DP might have a. DP, you, you might have at least one person in this main event. Oh, God. I got nothing. Uh, Triple H versus The Rock. For their. Yeah. That was 2000, what, 2007 when they wrestled every single pay per view? <laughs> and oh, I wish we could go back to that. Wow, I'm surprised that neither of you remembered King Mabel versus Diesel for the WWF Championship. Uh, I've been trying to forget for a long yeah, time. That was a horrible <laughs> one. It uh, worst SummerSlam main event. Mabel kicked out his leg, sat right on Nash's back, and actually made his entire lower body numb. He couldn't even do his uh, jump that he usually did over the top rope. Alright, so... <laughs> They're doing a UFC fight card uh, celebrity uh, tournament, apparently, or they're doing matches. Ethan Payne versus Spice Adams, Nikki versus Brie Bella, uh, Lyric versus Kenny Omega, Max what? Holloway versus Hannibal Burris, uh, Jorge Masvidal versus Action Bronson, and Tyson Fury versus Idris Elba. So Ooh. check that out. Come to, uh, ESPN near you. Uh, we even got Greeny and Diana Rossini covering it right now as they are pimping the shit out of EA Sports UFC virtual fight card right now on ESPN. So we're throwing a little bit of fighting in with a little bit of a winner as you, and this video game looks pretty cool. So I might not only just be reviewing PGA Tour 2K21, but I may also be picking this. I mean, I, I got good thing I've been saving some money for quarantine. I got a few <laughs> video games. Three video games to buy, UFC, PGA, and obviously, boom, Tough acting to acting, gotta get me some Madden, okay? <laughs> Sorry, AJ. Uh, just uh, no, you're good. Yeah, you're fine. Good. I just thought of while you were while you were going through that and ranting, I was I just thought of two other SummerSlam main events that probably equal just as shitty as that one, and that would have been Hulk Hogan versus Earthquake, mm. and uh, Lex Luger versus Yokozuna. Uh, mm. well, it was a. Le- it was a Lex Luger match, not against Stan Hansen, so it probably sucked. Yeah. All right. So, this next one's oh. the opinion question. I have one nothing here. Yeah. You're one nothing. Yeah. But uh, I, I know uh, some nerds actually reviewed this a little bit ago, and I don't just mean Kill Bill. Go check that out on the entertainment side of the nerds reviewing Kill Bill Volume 1 and 2. Tarantino, I'm good. It's Mel Brooks. I'm fucked. <laughs> no, it's not a movie. It's actually a s- television series that will give you the hint. So, uh, does anybody know what are the three solo albums of Ginger Spice? 
<laughs> That's the question. That's right. It's a The Boys reference. Oh, if you can guess it, I any of them. God, I can't even get that part. I know I'll, the exact I'll scene. I'll even voice. I know the exact got, scene, and I can't I list those goddamn albums that he talks about. Anybody know what Ginger Spice is up to? No, you don't. <laughs> Sporty fucking Spice. God damn it. <laughs> I'm not going to no, get but, one. But this is Ginger Spice. Really? Uh, nobody? I can't. I, nobody at all? I didn't watch the series. I didn't watch the series. Yeah. I know. This was a little bit of a throw to Dan. I'm not going to lie on that. But really? Nothing? At, uh, yeah. Uh, Ginger, on the other hand, has produced three solo albums. <laughs> Passion, Schizophonic, and Scream If You Want to Go Faster. And every single one is going to make your ears bleed. <laughs> oh, well, you, just Butcher. like us, even though Tony won, just like us, apart we're rubbish, but together, we're the goddamn fucking Spice Girls. Tony wins again. I think he's actually now ahead. He, he finally uh, got out of his losing rut and finally went on the winning side of things. I do believe you're like seven and six, maybe maybe six and five. I don't really remember. I have it written down on the phone somewhere. Tony Crush. Tony Crush, apparently. <laughs> right. That's the best part of the show, folks. It's all downhill again from here. <laughs> Chairshot.com. Always use your head. Speaking of the UFC, we got one last thing to talk about. DPP, it's last call. Last call. What do you mean it's last call? This is the moment UFC fans around the world have been waiting for. Last call, folks. The last thing we're going to talk about. That's what I mean. We're having a good old time here. Friday, late afternoon, drinking some beers with my main men right here, DPP and the phenomenal AJB. My name's PCT. We're also known as Alphabet Soup. Thanks to the one and only Wildfire Tommy Rich. That's right, folks. NWA Hall of Famer Wildfire Tommy Rich gave us that nickname. So if you don't like it, you can suck on these nuts. All right. <laughs> UFC 252. Big main event. Big, big main event. Stipe Miocic, Daniel Cormier 3. Before we get into that, <clears throat> I just want to give a real quick shout-out. One of the undercard fights that I am really, really looking forward to. Folks, if you haven't seen Sean O'Malley fight before, Bantamweight, this guy is fun. He is charismatic. And he's taking on Marlon Vera. So, to me, that's one of the one of the big fights to watch. It's a pay-per-view, ESPN+. Plus. I do believe the undercard, the prelims, are going to be on ESPN+. So make sure you go ahead and check all that action out. But Stipe versus Cormier, number three. The first fight, Cormier knocked him out in the first round about four and a half minutes into it. And then just over four minutes into the fourth round in the second fight, Stipe got the TKO against Cormier. 
Cormier says this is going to be his last fight as well. I, I don't know that I necessarily believe that. I'd say it's 50-50. Dana White says he definitely doesn't believe that. But I can definitely see Cormier retiring after this, win, lose, or draw. He's excellent on commentary. He's getting up there in age. He has nothing to prove left to me. He's been heavyweight champion and light heavyweight champion at the same time already. He's had classic belts with you name them. What are you guys' thoughts on this fight? Is Stipe to retain Cormier go out as a champion? And the thoughts on whether or not Cormier is actually going to stop fighting? DP? I, uh, I got... You know, if Cormier is really thinking about retiring and everything like that, I, I, I think you I got an opening on Winner Is You. Do I got a what? An opening on? You have an opening on Winner Is You for him. This is going to be his new job. He's going to be a video game reviewer on a Winner <laughs> oh. Is You if he retires. You know, if he's interested, I, I will certainly uh, take his resume and uh, you know read it over carefully. <laughs> Sounds like a no. <laughs> <laughs> I would never say no for, <laughs> to have that namesake on my show. 100%, he is absolutely welcome to review video game things with us anytime if he's listening. Uh, I, I, you know, and I guess I don't see him winning this thing if, if that's what he's looking at towards retirement and things like that, just because, I, you know, that might be something that's on his mind and maybe distracting from him, you know, winning this fight. I, I boy, that's tough, you know. When when the money's staring you in the face, it's it's hard when it comes to retirement of, of you know definitely for athletes and, and things like this nature. You know if you got another opportunity to fight and make a certain amount of money, it's hard to do. And, and even if you're you know great on commentary and things like that, it's hard to step away. So I, especially I say, if you're a guy like Daniel Cormier who's going to draw money every time he steps in the ring, right? It's not right. like he's some you know, fleeting guy who hasn't been relevant for years. That was a flash in the pan. This guy has been relevant. He's well, got a history. He's got a champion. history before UFC as well. Oh yeah. Great record. Um, and, uh, you got to, how you pronounce the other guy's name. I'm sorry. You, you had it down. Stipe Miocic. 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 Uh, you know, being you the champion. Stipe. Stipe. Well, that's a lot easier than Miocic. <laughs> <laughs> now you got them both. Put them together. Yeah. Miocic. Meet. Stipich me Michoch. Stipend <sighs> Macaroni. No. Uh Slutz Benwala. Dushan Mandic. Engelbird Fishkel Buns. <laughs> Dick Buttkiss. Clingy Buns Fishkel Bars. Uh. Shout out to Eddie Izzard. <laughs> oh god. Uh, cake Sluts Benwala. Oh, we ran out of cake. Jerry Dorsey. Jerry Dorsey. Uh <laughs> 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 So, yeah, if, uh, you know, Jerry Dorsey's on his game. Oh, no, wait, I got it. Engelbert Humpadink. We'll go with that. Engelbert Humpadink. <laughs> what? <laughs> no? Oh. Uh, <laughs> oh, God. If, uh, you know, this should be, I mean, it's going to be a phenomenal uh, matchup for sure. You know, these guys both have a win. This is a good rubber match. And I, I just feel, I feel like Miocic is going to come out with it. I did it. I said it right. Um, just because... You know, he's the champ. I think he's kind of the, the guy to, to run the show here. And especially if Cormier is thinking about retirement and things like that, I kind of feel like that's going to take him out of the fight a little bit. And yeah, if, I mean, definitely has a career if you want, you know, in commentary to do those for UFC going forward after that too, you know, or whatever else the hell he wants. Cause 
you know, obviously he's a huge name and he can go wherever and do anything. I mean, it'd be kind of cool to see him and to do some special stuff in WWE or, you know, AEW or something like that. And, you know, still get a pretty solid payday because, you know, what he's done in UFC. So <clears throat> I think it's just going to be an awesome fight. The other two are just as awesome. And, you know, you never know when it comes to UFC too, you know, so anything can happen like you saw in the other two with knockouts and, and, you know, you could catch somebody in the right thing and get them tapped out or hit them with the right shot and get a knockout. So I wouldn't be surprised to see either one of the two win it. Um, I just feel like Miocic is, is going to be the one that comes out of this with it. It both one two two of the most decorated athletes in UFC history. AJ, what 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 are your thoughts here as we're getting into this super mega fight here, UFC two fifty two? I mean, it, it no matter who wins, it's going to be a great fight, especially since a it's a rubber match, so you already know that they put on two classics already. It's going to be the main event, but uh, as much as Miocic being the champion is really important, I would love to see Cormier, even if he's retiring, I would love to see him actually come out on top. He, he rides out on the victory, the sun setting right on him perfectly, you know, the whole breakfast club fist pump in the air. But, I mean, yeah, the main event and the co-main, especially with Sean O'Malley in the co-main event, that, both of those fights alone are going to be big draws. So I'm, I'm definitely going to look forward to it. I'm going to root for Cormier, but that's just, I like seeing people go out on top at the end. There's a really good chance I will be watching this in my garage tomorrow night with the mic man, having a couple brews, sitting in the lawn chairs. So that that's where I'll be at. Maybe I'll be keeping two shots out, and uh, maybe we'll get some commentary. We'll do a little uh, we'll do a little Periscope on Twitter. We'll uh, follow me at PC Tony. We'll get the old mic man out there with his thoughts. Maybe he'll have a few wrestling thoughts as he always does when I hook up with him. So. You know, I think we had another good podcast, even though there isn't much wrestling to talk about. It's always good to talk about some big UFC fights. Trivia is always a blast. Anything else going on with you guys that you want to talk about? Um, I've been working, playing ball, had a couple of tournaments, had a good time, got a little too much sun, a little burnt here and there. But otherwise, uh, I think I lost some of those COVID pounds playing two weekends in a row. I played five games on Saturday. Uh, I had to. I, I cramped up. On the drive home, on the drive home, I had to pull over and break with my left foot because my right foot was cramping up so much, and I was so hungry that I actually stopped at Arby's on the way home. That's how hungry I was. Jeez. So that's kind of what's been going on in my life. I was on vacation the last week, so uh, you guys, anything been going on with you guys that you want to talk about before we get the hell out of here? I bought a Bowflex. You know, I'm running into the same okay. issue with the, uh, uh-huh. you know, the mental, we talked about mental and physical, you know, states that you're in right now, especially being stuck at home a lot more often and not getting out to be able to do what you normally do. And, uh, you know, especially the, the COVID pounds. And I was already, you know, not in the best shape already just because of laziness and then COVID <laughs> hits and you're not really doing much even more. And it's like, I need to start getting at least some you know, movement without having to worry about kind of leaving the house. So picked up a Bowflex and have started using that, which has been pretty awesome and definitely, you know, starting to move the joints a little more and and feeling a lot better about it. So, I mean, I think that's a good thing. And, you know, uh, that's been the story of my week. 
<laughs> it's just <laughs> trying to do that, and it was so, pretty funny that which, I... Which one do you have? Did you get one of those ones with the screen on it where it tells you what to do and everything, or is it... what? Yeah. I mean, what'd you get? I got the Max Trainer uh, M8, so it has it, it has just a, kind of the regular digital screen, but it has the app that you kind of basically almost do everything through the app, and so I put my iPad up there, and it has the, you know, you can do the follow the people, and they can, you know train you and you know you can follow along with the person or you can just do one on your own and so i've kind of done a couple of both just to see how they all work out and you know which one i like better and you know on i think it was friday last friday when i it finally came and got delivered and i put it together and decided to do the uh test you know assess your current physicality level and I did ended up being just like nine minutes because it's a lot of high intensity interval training that you do. That's what these are. They're kind of they're a hybrid of like a closer to a stair stepper, but between that and a elliptical. And right. and uh, so I did ended up the the testing your level ended up taking nine minutes to do just to do that. You know, between sprints and stuff like that that you had to do. And I got off the thing and it's in the basement. I couldn't walk up the stairs. Nine minutes. <laughs> that's it. It was just nine minutes. Couldn't walk. It hurt. Hey, babe, oh my god! Hey, babe, so I'm gonna be down here for the night. Yeah. I'm not mad at you. I just can't just, walk. Can you just bring some food? Throw some food down the stairs, cause I'm not. Pitch runner. Pitch runner. So... <laughs> it's not happening. I was, you know, it was like that's it. It was like nine minutes, but I mean, it 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 works. Yeah. You know, that's there's a reason you see the commercials. That's like, oh, it's only a 14 minute thing, but it's it's a heavy 14 minutes that it does. It's a lot of interval training. So it, it hurts. And especially if you're not in great shape or, you know, just not used to that type of thing, it, it works. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, Holy <laughs> fuck. Like I was not ready it's for like that. Anything, I think it's like <laughs> anything. A lot of times I feel it like coming back, being off from the softball season or from the golf season. Cause here in Wisconsin, we have, you know, winter, winter, and you don't use those muscles. So it's like anything you do something in the muscles you haven't used for months at a time. And it takes that adjustment period. I mean, I can remember being basketball practice in high school, coming back and like trying to be in basketball shape. And coach is like, okay, I need 500 sit-ups and 1,000 push-ups or 500 push-ups and 1,000 sit-ups before you leave today. And the first day, it's like you can barely pick up your arms the next morning. Yeah, yeah. But you get two three weeks into it, four weeks into it, and you're in the best shape you ever are, and you pound them out like nothing, and next thing you know, you look in the mirror and suck it in, and you can kind of see some abs coming in, you know? So (laughs) it's a process, like you said, and it's a mental process. To me, I think that digital screen part of it is when you're really unmotivated to get up and do it, you just flip that on, and maybe you get a little more motivation because it's always better to have a workout partner, right? And, and then that's another horrible place to have sex. It's not a fucking workout machine. How uncomfortable is that? What if Who's you still doing that? Heavy and, what if you're <laughs> You know, then you're fucked. You know, you, you can't be doing that kind of stuff. You bend her over and then all of a sudden the, the arm resting is woo, right? You know, and she's like, oh, what the fuck? You know, I, I don't know. I, I'm just saying. AJ, what have you been up to? Different. Uh, not that's not too different much. Different around my house. Lat poles or seated bros. I don't know what you call that. Oh, stop it! So it's not a, it's not a, it's not a stepper. It's a stair stepper. Ball buster. <laughs> it's a ball buster, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> but no, I haven't really been doing much. There's a, there's a place near me that uh, has an indoor and outdoor bar area, so I've been going there. But uh, I've, I've mainly just been fixing up the house, 
doing what I can and uh, typing as much as I can. I know I said I was going to do the Uncharted review. Remember that power outage that I had? Apparently, it didn't save my work. Oh. So I have to redo it. <laughs> so that will definitely be coming out sometime soon. Since I have to do it all from scratch again, find all the pictures that I had. But uh, yeah, that's, that's about all I've been doing, really. Whole, whole lot of nothing with a little bit of relaxation at a bar. There you go. Nothing wrong with that. All right, ladies and gentlemen, you can find me at PC Tony. Make sure you go ahead and check out at three underscore man weave. That's at the number three underscore man weave. Myself, Christopher Platt, Ray Cash, checking out all things sports. We got the NHL playoffs started, NBA starting up here. Uh, we're questioning what's going to happen with baseball. Is college football going to happen? What's going on with the NFL? Uh, Hard Knocks is on HBO right now, and for the first time ever, two teams because they're doing Hard Knocks LA, the Rams and the Chargers. First episode I thought was really cool, showing how these teams are adjusting mentally and actually at the facility to the COVID situation. So go ahead and check that out. Obviously, Pod is War. Thanks for everybody that's listening to that show. I got a couple comments on that today. Uh, Big Dave's been filling in for me during softball season. I really appreciate that. Uh, ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot. Check that out. There's a bunch of fun t-shirts there. I guarantee you, you go out in public with a really cool chair shot shirt. You're going to get noticed. People are going to ask you where you got that shirt, and you're just going to look cool. Uh, DP, what's going on with you? Well, we always got the Fantastica Winner Is You uh, show that we're doing and dropping every Friday. We're up to episode 8 that just got released, and since I continue to forget, I'm going to remind everybody now that episode 10 will be our first top 10 episode that we're going to do and we're still kind of deciding on that i think we're just going to do top 10 games of all time but we're open to suggestions so we're gonna probably we're gonna throw a poll out there on twitter just to see if anybody's got any thoughts on which top 10 we should do but that's coming um on episode 10 here and in two weeks you can check that out on twitter and on facebook at a winner is you and don't forget about this uh, this dwi podcast which you can follow on twitter as well at podcast dwi and on Facebook at facebook.com slash DWI podcasts. And uh, you mentioned Pro Wrestling Tees. There isn't a Winner Is You t-shirt out there and a second one on its way if it is not up there yet as of your listening times of this. And keep an eye out because there's another cool one coming out with a little bit of a Zelda theme. Last thing I'll say is uh, the Plat Blaz 2020 t-shirt is out. Support the chair shot. Buy the t-shirt. Do not support the campaign. AJ. Nah, you support that campaign. No, fuck and, them. And I say so. Don't vote you for them. You can follow all the campaign news at PhenomenalAJB on the Twitter. Uh, and uh, let's also not forget, uh, and I'll be nice, I'll be the caring brother that I am. Uh, go also check out the Greg DeMarco show. My lovely, wonderful brother, I can hear him gagging from the other room right now, Andrew Belaz, was a guest on there as they did the top ten titles at the active titles at the moment i know he went on his whole japan rant so i know at least two of their titles are in the top five maybe three but go check that out at uh on the chairshot.com where you can find all of our lovely podcasts the entertainment side and the wrestling side and like i said i'm gonna make sure the uncharted two reviews out that Mother Nature screwed me over on that one. <laughs> and someday, somewhere, at some point, NWA will be back with wrestling, and your man to cover it will be none other than the phenomenal one, A.J. Balaz. Gentlemen, 
I had a great time. Happy Friday. Uh, sincerely, I, I want to thank everybody that tunes in and listens to the Chairshot Radio Network. Follow at Chairshot Media. Continue to check out the opinion pieces. You know, we got news reviews, great podcasts, so anything you're looking for. If you go to thechairshot.com, I guarantee you that there is something there for you that you will enjoy. And, and sincerely, shout out to all of our listeners and readers that head on over to thechairshot.com. For the DWI Podcast, my name's PC Tony. That's DPP, AJ Belaz, and you've been listening to another edition of the podcast known as D. 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 W. W. Ah. You know, I haven't, I haven't got a goddamn answer right on that stupid trivia for like two months. You suck, uh-uh. jackass. Fucking BS. We can't be all Tiani and uh, get Kyle Petty on our ass. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head.